Okay, thank you. Waiting. Okay, so if you're not already there, you please turn to Second Timothy chapter four. And um, we're going to look at the first four verses. Um, it really goes more, I think, the first eight verses or so go together, but um, I'm just doing the first four, and maybe next week we'll hear um, the next part of that. But we're going to look at um, the charge that Paul um, was giving to Timothy and what our responsibility is with that, and then a reason um, why he was giving that charge. So uh, just before I get started, let's... Uh, open in a word of prayer. God, I thank you um, for this day and uh, for the opportunity to share from your word, and I pray that I just um, uh, speak clearly and um, say that you would, what you would have me to say. In your name I pray, amen. Okay, so Second Timothy 4, starting at verse 1, um, it says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, uh, at his appearing and his kingdom. <clears throat> um, so in chapter 3, you may remember um, Tom's last message before Christmas, uh, where he spoke about the godlessness um, that was in, uh, uh, that will be in the world in the last days. Um, and then David, I believe, spoke on um, the usefulness of Scripture. And at the end of chapter 3, uh, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly fur- uh, furnished unto all good works. And then it moves into um, this charge that Paul is giving Timothy. And, and uh, yeah, so the charge that he's giving him and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the judge over all. And when we come to verse 2, it says, Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. And we're just going to spend some time looking at um, that verse for a while here. And it starts off, preach the word. And it's not a suggestion, uh, it's a command uh, for Timothy as well as for us. And... It is important to preach the Word of God and not just, um, you know, talk about it or, or change or say what our opinion is, but to preach the Word of God. And um, in Hebrews chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 12, it says, for the, Lord, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so we see um, the high value that God and, and the author of Hebrews is putting on, on the Word of God. And it's our responsibility, as I said, to preach the Word of God. And it's the only way um, that man can be, human beings can be saved is 
from, from is, well, by God, but we need to hear um, God's word. It's not enough just to see that there's a creator from the world around us or um, just to come to that on our own, but we need to hear the word of God. And um, if you turn to Romans 10, keep your finger in Second Timothy, but turn to Romans 10. <coughs> Verses uh, 13 and 14. And it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And it goes on there farther. But we see... Um, the great importance of, of preaching, not only for the building up of uh, Christians, but also for the reaching of uh, lost people as well. <clears throat> and so we're responsible to pass the word of God on to others. And, um, yeah, as I said before, we're to preach it and not just, you know, talk about the Bible. Or I mean, it's good to talk about the Bible, but we need to make sure that we're, what we're saying is accurate and that we show people from God's word. And then it says, be instant, in season, out of season. Um, The ESV uh, says to be ready. So it carries the idea of, you know, being diligent, being ready to share God's word. One author that I was um, reading a little bit of, uh, he had an example uh, of if you were to be woken up at, two in the morning, that you should be able to share the Word of God with people that, you know, that is, basically that it's that so much a part of your life and that you're ready and you know it, that you're able to share it at any time. And we might not be woken up at two in the morning, necessarily. Uh, maybe we will eventually, someday, with unwanted phone calls or something. Uh, but we, though <laughs> um, we need to be ready to share. You know, there's... Um, times like this when somebody's speaking or Sunday morning or the student devotional that Chris was doing or prayer meeting or um, classes where those um, teaching and preaching need to be ready and prepared to share the Word of God. But uh, we also uh, need to be ready to share anytime when, whether it's, it might not be a message necessarily, but to share what God's um, done in our lives or um, encourage somebody else. And um, in in First Peter <clears throat> chapter three, First Peter three, um, verse. 15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and, in fe- and fear. And so again, we just see um, Peter at that time saying how we need to be ready to give an answer for what we believe in, and we need to be ready to, to share God's word with people. Um, uh, you know, there's some, uh, another author had some other uh, illustration that he had, and, and you know the 
it was an outdoors theme and talked about hunting and stuff this weekend with men for God. So but um, when you're hunting, there's um, certain seasons for different animals, right? And you can only hunt deer at certain times or bear at certain times or what have you. Um, and then it's not open season on them anymore and you're, it's illegal to, to hunt them. But there is um, no closed season when it comes to sharing the word of God. You know, there's specific times when we're allowed to, but there's, and expected to, but there's also um, any time we can be doing that. <clears throat> so it says, preach the word, <clears throat> be instant, in season, out of season, so we need to be ready to share. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, um, with all long suffering and doctrine. <clears throat> so, reprove. Um, it speaks of of um, sh- sharing with someone or sh- pointing out with someone uh, where they are wrong from God's word and, and helping bring them to conviction and showing them that they need to change. Uh, rebuke uh, is sharper and it's more to the point in charge, you know, you're re- rebuking sin, you're not putting up with it. And exhorting. Uh, it carries the idea of encouraging, encouraging one another. And so we need to reprove, you know, show uh, people uh, where they've where they've erred from God's word, rebuke sin, not put up with that, and we need to be encouraging uh, with patience and biblical teaching. Um, <clears throat> Paul had already instructed Timothy to encourage and, and rebuke and teach. In, in 1 Timothy 4.13 it says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. And then in Titus... Uh, 2.15, it says, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. <clears throat> so, preach the word. You need to be ready to preach. And it is important to preach. and to be uh, prepared to share. And we need to um, correct where we um, see need in other believers' lives, and we need to be encouraging as well. But if if we are reproving um, sinners and re- rebuking sin and, and encouraging people, but not doing it in patience, then um, it doesn't really work as well. Because um, if you're sharing with somebody, showing them where they're wrong and that they've, and that they've sinned and stuff, but you're not patient with them. Maybe your anger will come out a little more and they'll just feel that you're mad at them and, and they won't even want to change. And the same thing with if you're encouraging somebody um, and you're not patient with them. Maybe they've been struggling with some things or um, having a hard time uh, with their Christian life in some aspect or... Um, uh, family problems or whatever, but if you're encouraging them, that's good. We need to remember to uh, keep at it and and do it patiently and realize that everybody is uh, human and that they're still going to make mistakes. And the same thing um, when it comes to doctrine, to biblical teaching. We need to, um, if we're showing somebody where they've erred, that we need to make sure that we back it with uh, uh, God's word and not just what we have to say and what we think. Um, it may be right what we say, but it is 
God's word that gives us the authority um, to do that, and that that is what we should be living by. <coughs> and the same thing again with um, encouraging. We need to encourage with with the word of God. I mean, humans, human, um, humans' words can be encouraging and affirming, and you know we need to encourage each other, but we also need to be encouraged by the Word of God, and um, if someone's going through a hard time, what better way is there than to encourage them with God's Word, who is the ultimate uh, comforter. So then, uh, going on to verse 3, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And um, I think that this could be at least in part being fulfilled in the present uh, day that we live in today. Um, There's Christians or supposed uh, Christians who are turning away from uh, strong, uh, solid biblical teaching and they don't want to hear it anymore. They don't maybe uh, like Sitting there, maybe it's boring for them. They'd rather have more uh, worship music and more singing and that sort of thing. And maybe, you know, cut down the teaching time. Or maybe they don't like uh, the conviction that the Holy Spirit brings. Um, but there is, um, to some extent, some turning away from, from that. And they will only be um, concerned with their own uh, lustful ideas. And it says there, it says, But after their own lusts shall they heap uh, to themselves teachers having itching ears. And so they, they want to feel good, and they want to hear what they want to hear, and not necessarily what the Bible has to say, or maybe only the, the, uh, the positive parts. And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll go somewhere where they hear that, or where maybe they'll uh, remove a pastor from their job. And so they hear things that make them feel good. And there are preachers out there that do that. Um, In 2 Timothy 3, which the passage that Tom preached on, um, in verse 2 it says, um, For men shall be lovers uh, of of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and then down in verse 5, it says, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And so we see that men shall be lovers of themselves and want only what pleases them. They'll be covetous, like um, verse 3 of our passage says. Um, they have a form of godliness. Some of them may seem um, to be sincere. Maybe they are sincere in, in what they're doing, but... Um, but they're not truly godly, and they're denying uh, the power of God, and we're to turn away from them. You know, some people think, oh, doctrine, doctrine divides, and, you know, we just want to worship God more, and this and that, but um, they're concerned about themselves and what they want, and not truly what God wants. First <coughs> uh, Timothy 6, you can turn there if you'd like to.
1 Timothy 6, starting in verse 3, it says, If anyone teach, if any man <coughs> teach otherwise, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, um, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. And so, here we see um, that these people are, are not consenting to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, they don't want to listen to certain parts, at least, of what um, God's Word has to say and to, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. says that he is proud, knowing nothing, supposing that gain is godliness. And, and they may think that they're living pleasing lives to God. Verse 4 of 2 Timothy 4 says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. And so, in, in verse 3, they've turned away from... Um, sound doctrine, going after their own lustful desires. And then in verse 4, it continues and says, they will turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Um, So not only are they not listening to what um, God's Word teaches, but they will end up turning to fables, you know, something that isn't true, something that man has made up themselves, and listening to that over God's Word. And uh, in Second Peter chapter two, or well, in Second Peter, it talks about um, false teachers. And chapter two, one to three, I'll just read it. And it says, "But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you who judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. And so we see that um, people who are teaching um, falsely, maybe they're teaching partly God's word, but her teaching um, who are false teachers and not teaching as they should be, um, have judgment waiting for them. <coughs> and in, and again in First Timothy well one four it tells us that we need to uh, never give uh, neither give heed to fables and so we are not to be um, listening to them. Um, I mentioned before how it may be a gradual change. Um, from godly teaching may start off, you know, as I said, maybe shortening the, serv- the, the, the message time, maybe lengthening the worship service or just shortening the whole service in general, you know. Um, uh, listening to um, teachers that say things that they'd like to hear, you know, focusing on the positive and not the negative of the Bible so they don't feel convicted. And um, 
they're going to end up listening to fables and are trying to make themselves feel good in that way. And so because of that this is going to happen, that is why um, Paul is charging Timothy and us. Because eventually people will not put up with sound biblical teaching and won't want to want to uh, feel convicted. Uh, and that's, that is the reason why we are charged by Jesus Christ, who is the judge of all of us, and, and by Paul as he's writing this, to preach the word of God. And it is by God's word that we um, are able to be saved because he's given us his word. And <coughs> we always need to be ready to do um, what God wants, when he wants. And it says, verse 2, preach the word, the instant in season out of season, ready to do what he wants, um, when he wants. And, and we need to, um, when we're reproving or, or correcting or ex- encouraging others, we need to make sure that we're doing it with um, patience and, and teaching from God's word. Um, that's about all I have. I'm just going to read this. And <coughs> it says, Erring from the word of God's truth can happen uh, to people who are not Christians and, and to Christians as well who are not living um, as God would have them to. We need to be careful not to slip away from sound biblical teaching, uh, even if it brings uh, conviction in our lives. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to close in prayer, and then okay, I think we have another song. God, I thank you um, for this night and um, chance to share a little bit from your word. And I pray that we would um, not uh, turn from the sound um, biblical teaching of your word, God, and that we would be willing to listen to what you have to say through us, even if it's uncomfortable at times and if it means change and um, stuff in our lives, God, that we wouldn't um, drift to the point where we're listening to fables and things that man has made up. Um, And I pray that uh, as we have opportunity to encourage others and um, maybe uh, help others come through different struggles that they're have and sin issues and stuff, God, that we would remember to do so with um, patience um, because nobody's perfect and that we would also use your word because your word is um, powerful. Uh, In your name I pray, amen.